everyone, my name is Kira, and together with Gadi and Chris, we bring to you BitCountry Discovery. On this channel, we explore blockchain technology, metaverse technology, NFTs, and just give you insight into what's going on in the industry and into BitCountry development. So BitCountry is a decentralized application that provides metaverse as a service. Anyone can use our application and within a few simple steps, 12 seconds to be precise, they can be on your way to building your own metaverse. A metaverse is essentially a digital world. It can be whatever your imagination wants it to be. You can go on there, you can build with voxels and 3D assets. You can create a place that is online and interactive, immersive for all of your friends and family to experience. You can learn, you can connect, you can grow. Like I said, it's whatever you want it to be. Let your imagination run wild. So BitCountry will be built by the users for the users. On this platform, you can create whatever you want. So on today's episode, we welcome Crypto Chains. Thank you very much for joining us today, Crypto Chains. And I'll just give a brief introduction of my uh, research on you. And I'm sure that you'll be able to take the mic and give us a lot more in-depth information about your background, who you are and where you've come from. So when I was looking at looking at you, I've, you're a very prominent figure in the Polkadot and the Kusama ecosystem. You run a YouTube channel, which has nearly 20,000 followers and subscribers on that. And so you're regularly making videos about the ecosystem, specifically kind of crypto, Kusama, Dotsama, whatever you know, like that's your, that's your niche market so you've been in the industry for a very long time you're very active in lots of discord groups telegram groups on twitter and and like i said very prominent in youtube so would you like to just give us a little bit of information about um how you got into the industry why you chose polka dot and then just give us a little bit of a background story of, of, of how crypto chains is yeah absolutely yes yeah, so i'm uh, claudio i uh, run the youtube channel crypto chain as you said i'm also on twitter I'm not so active on Discord, unfortunately. I know, I know a lot of crypto teams are migrating over there, but I'm more active on Telegram. I actually chatted to Chris quite a lot of times as well. I happened to meet him uh, in Polkadot Decoded. So just to give a bit of background, uh, I actually started my channel in 2018. I believe it was April uh, when the bear market, the last bear market had just started. So I was just learning about uh, crypto back then, at least uh, about altcoins, because I did know about Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum since 2017. But I was a bit late to the game. I actually started in September of 2017 when an ex-colleague of mine told me about crypto. He said, look, I've invested this much in crypto. Uh, I think it's something you should check out. I think it's got a great future. Blockchain technology is awesome. And then I started digging into it. And uh, it wasn't until 2018 that I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to start a YouTube channel and I'm just going to produce content for people uh, so that they can also learn together with me. And uh, back then, the big hype was on the NEO ecosystem because uh, everyone knew about Bitcoin and Ethereum, but NEO was new to the game, it was considered the Ethereum of China. And so there were a lot of ICOs that were launched on uh, NEO, and I started covering a lot of those. And uh, that's how I started my channel, basically. And then uh, come 2020, at least towards the end, when Polkadot launched, I decided to switch focus, and uh, I, I just found uh, Gavin Wood's vision of uh, uh, an inter interoperability ecosystem amazing and i just thought you know this is something i want to cover this is something i want to get into i want to do more research on this and that just caught my interest and ever since then i've just been covering uh, the polkadot ecosystem now sometimes the odd time i may cover cosmos as well because it does have some similarities to polkadot but in the majority of cases it's uh, polkadot content that i cover i've been watching your videos and your collabs have been so interesting and so you've been in the industry for many years. I'm sure that you've had lots of different concepts about the metaverse, what it is, what it should look like. There are lots of different camps in terms of 
what people expect from the metaverse or, or when they think it has arrived or will arrive. But I'm interested to know what your concept of the metaverse is and how would you describe the metaverse to a non-crypto person? Yeah, I mean, in the most basic sense, just a virtual world. But I always saw the metaverse as uh, using the actual VR headset, having that on and then just jumping into that virtual world and then seeing a different world than you're physically in. And so that's that was my concept of the metaverse ever since I've heard of it. But it's now becoming more than that. I'm seeing that there are actually games now using metaverse technology. So uh, and you don't necessarily need the VR as we as we know with BitCountry, for example, and with other metaverse platforms out there. And so to me, I think that uh, it is the way forward, but it's probably going to take another couple of years before people really get into that. Because at the moment, the issue is that everyone's so used to this uh, typical social media that you've got on your phone when you're just quickly checking your messages, chatting. I just don't really see at the moment, I just don't really see people actually jumping in there and abandoning these other uh, instant messaging apps just to jump into the metaverse. But I do think it does have great potential in the coming future. And I believe it's going to kick off in the uh, uh, in the industry of the uh, in the enterprise industry. So I could expect I could see companies embrace themselves into this and start to hold team meetings and uh, uh, probably um, conferences and things like that in the metaverse. So, yeah, it's definitely got a good future. That's really cool. I think not only uh, conferences and meetings. Uh, I will share a little bit of alpha with you. Like we are thinking actually of running different or creating different marketing campaigns. So companies, I mean, you as a company already spend millions of dollars uh, on advertisement to targeted users on social media platforms. Inside the metaverse, people accessing your metaverse, they are already your true fans. So they will do the interactions, they will do the activities that you want them to do. And yes, you spend the money building the metaverse, you spend, you spend the money developing the activities that they will perform inside the metaverse, but they are already your fans. So they will be rewarded for interacting using those activities like i don't know they can get an nft and then the, that nft can be exchanged for a 10 percent discount in the physical store or something like that so uh, i think yeah it's, it's going to be really interesting and at least we believe that metaverses are the website of the i don't know of the 90s so anybody in the 90s will say like okay a website what's that it's a scam or uh, i i don't know what it is and i don't care what it is so now you you don't have a website today you are not a business literally so uh, we envision that in the future if you don't have a metaverse well you also don't have a business something like that so, so yeah, yeah we're pretty bullish we're pretty bullish in in regards to metaverse metaverse experiences and how web to companies can onboard their users Talking, of, talking about Web2, uh, you have been very successful in building a community on Web2 platforms, Twitter, YouTube, and attending different crypto events. Uh, the question that I have for you is, how do you think uh, Web3 will change uh, the online connectivity within the small communities, medium communities, and uh, big communities as well? Yeah, I mean, it, um, I believe that the bigger the following you have, obviously, the more impact you can have. And so somebody like PewDiePie, for example, who's very well known, I mean, you could see that if he decides to jump into the metaverse and says, guys, look, I'm going to hold an AMA in the metaverse, or I'm going to hold a cool session there, and you're going to see me on a large screen inside the virtual world, come and join me. I could see these kind of people have a major impact and to actually attract a lot of users. 
but I mean, the smaller content creators, I mean, all we can do is uh, basically tell our community of a couple of hundred people to, to join. And uh, I'm sure we could get a number of them to join, but I don't think it's going to have a major impact. I think that the focus should be more on the larger content creators, especially the gaming community. I could see the gaming community have a, a bigger impact on this than, uh, than somebody who's mostly crypto focused. That's a really interesting point that you've made to, I guess, to get that mass adoption, you do need those big game influencers bringing in their crowds and then it gives them a comfortable introduction onto our onto a platform, whether it's our platform or just into the metaverse platform into those digital, visual, immersive worlds. And then once a traditional Web2 user is there, then they actually understand it's not so scary and they it's actually a lot better than what they were using. So it's about just I guess making that initial connection across. So I think that's a really interesting point. I hadn't really thought about that because I was just about to ask you the question. I mean, you've got a, quite a large following. I would consider you as, as quite an influencer in within your ecosystem. Um, and whether you were going to be looking at building your own metaverse, like the crypto chains metaverse, and maybe if you were, what would that sort of look like? Are you going to be building, um, I guess, live stages with you hosting AMAs or you doing live broadcasts or what kind of, if you were going to maybe expand your community into a metaverse, what could crypto chains or your fans expect to see maybe in a crypto chains metaverse yeah i mean definitely broadcasting i could see that actually attracting people at least in crypto uh, because they could basically join they could see a large screen between uh, i don't know two pillars and uh, they could see my face there talking about uh, the polka dot ecosystem so i guess that that could definitely work out i could see that uh, but my envision of the metaverse would be to have like uh, lots of buildings around uh, and then to have this hallway in the middle with the pillars and the screen and uh, every building should have the polka dot logo and the kusama bird on top you know just to kind of represent the ecosystem so i think that's that would best represent me because uh, everyone knows i do mostly polka dot related content so so that's how i would envision it everyone can represent differently in the metaverse and um it's really interesting to hear your take on the metaverse you know for us at BitCountry, our focus has been on user created and community co-built metaverses with the focus on being um about the exchange of value where it's not one-sided like it is at the moment you know you've got the content creators and the fans following them in the metaverse everyone will be able to benefit and they'll be able to co-create together so i'm really excited about this paradigm shift that's about to happen i do agree with you i think gaming are normally the quickest when it comes to picking up new concepts especially um in this in the genre in this industry but it will soon follow i think once retail really gets to grips with it and people start seeing how they can how they can adopt it into their their lives it would be very interesting to see but i digress i wanted to ask you so going back to bitcountry and how it's user created we wanted to build this application that's easy for people to get into the metaverse they don't need any technical skills no coding knowledge how would you go about bringing your community into the cryptos chain metaverse yeah so the first step i would take is definitely advertise on telegram because i do have a quite engageable telegram community so that would be the first place then on twitter and then on youtube to try and bring as many people as i can basically uh, because not all of my followers from youtube are on telegram and not all of them are on discord and uh, 
Some of them are neither on Twitter or Telegram nor Discord, which is weird. They just uh, follow, for example, uh, they read the tweets, but they don't have a Twitter account. So I have had situations like that, yeah, where they say, uh, yeah, we just check the news ourselves sometimes, but we're not on any other social media apps. We just watch YouTube. So that's why I think it's important to spread the word on every social media platform that you're on. So I, that, that would be my take on it. And that would be my plan to try and bring as many people in as possible. That's really cool. Definitely. We are also looking into expanding to other social media platforms as well to share tutorials, success stories and different experiences that people can have inside a bit country metaverses as well. So, yeah, a, a little bit of a pivot on the conversation. You know that BitCountry has recently announced partnerships with KuCoin, Subwallet, Get.io and others in the pipeline. So you being very active in the Polkadot and Kusama ecosystem, uh, who would you like to see BitCountry integrating uh, within the Kusama ecosystem or maybe outside? I don't know. And why? Yeah, outside of the Polkadot ecosystem, I would say definitely Ethereum. I think Ethereum have a major community. So uh, I was I was saying to Ray as well, I was discussing with him a while back that I think it would be really good if BitCountry could open up a bridge between Ethereum and uh, Kusama at the moment, later on Polkadot. Uh, just because, uh, I mean, that's where the most, most of the communities are and that's where you can attract a lot of people and you can basically bring them in the easy way. Uh, right now, um, a lot of people are still complaining that... Uh, Creating a Polkadot wallet can be quite complex. And so, you know, they're, they don't really stake. They want to know how to stake and they're afraid to stake because there have been people that have lost their coins, unfortunately. And so because of this complexity, you know, people are kind of staying away from that. But if we can open up that bridge, if we can make it easy for people to just join the metaverse directly from maybe a MetaMask wallet or something, right? Not having to create that Polkadot.js wallet, then I think we could definitely bring more people in and attract attention that way. Funny this is, of course, uh, aside from the marketing aspect, because you definitely need to market. If uh, you could be the best product in the world, but if people don't know who you are, then uh, nobody is going to join, right? So you need to you need to market to the right people. I think you need to have that targeting marketing uh, um, strategy in order to attract people in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just going to say, funny you mentioned that. At the moment, our development team are currently working on methods of ways that we can onboard people a lot easier without having to go in and download the JS wallet and go through all that really technical knowledge because it's sometimes a little bit scary for people. You can lose stuff and it's just a roadblocker. So our team are currently actually working on better ways that we can onboard people a lot easily just through just straight easy easy logins. But I will save that um, for the official announcement when it's all been ironed out, but it's not too far away. So we did identify that as an onboarding issue and um, are addressing that as we speak daily at the moment, which is really, really awesome. And I do think it is also, yeah, an interesting point to go where the people are comfortable with. And Ethereum, Bitcoin, those are the first cryptocurrencies that people heard about, understand about. My parents know about those ones, yet they don't know about many of the other ones. So chasing those um, bigger communities is a, is a good way to start that sort of onboarding process. So. Um, yeah, it's very very useful insight that you have there. Um, now back to our testnet, which we are currently developing. We've just released our Pioneer edition. I have heard through the loop that you have tried our testnet. I'm not too sure if you've tried our Pioneer platform. Um, I would just want to know, what was your experience as a user coming in? Um, you must have already have crypto knowledge, but what was your experience? What was your favorite feature? Um, how, did, how did it go for you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have to say, I have to start with the negatives first and then I'll start with the positive. The negatives, I found that it does get a bit choppy uh, when you join and you do have to select the graphics type, so the, the quality. And uh, even if I have a decent enough laptop, I found that I actually have to use the medium or the low graphics, uh, uh, not the high one, because it just gets choppy and it starts lagging. And so I think that if there could be some way to improve on that front, to, you know, open the access for more people who don't have a gaming laptop and uh, to have decent enough graphics, then I think it would give them a better experience. So I would say that's one of the things that I would uh, recommend looking into. But I know you guys have done a lot of work, especially for the last year. So uh, it's still early and I know that there's going to be a lot of improvements. You've already come a very long way. So I, I'm really amazed at how, uh, how much you've already built that's great uh, and uh, for the for the positive things i like the way they i like the way the 3d world is immersed i, I initially i thought it's going to be a bit like minecraft but then i was amazed to see that it's not really like that and uh, you do have actual good graphics when it comes to the 3d buildings so i think that's awesome but what i would like to see is a bit more interactive uh, functionality so for example let's say i enter a building i want to be able to open a door i want to be able to use an access key i want to be able to uh, uh, enter some sort of code. I don't know. I just want to see some more interaction with uh, every building, with every with the environment, if possible. So I think if you could uh, get to that point, I think that's going to be the next step uh, for for you, and you're really going to change things. Uh, maybe even ride some vehicles. I think that would be awesome. I think that's uh, that's the way forward. And uh, the other feature I really like is the dual token model, which is not related to the metaverse, of course. I like the fact that uh, Near is uh, kept separate as the governance and transaction coin, whereas now we have Bit where you could use that to uh, to build, uh, and that doesn't cause problems for people that uh, for investors that buy Near because they can just stake and they can just they won't have to worry about uh, inflation coming in for the Near coin, and I think that's definitely a plus. So kudos to the team for thinking about the dual token model. There are other crypto teams out there outside the Polkadot ecosystem that have done this and it has worked well for them. So kudos to the team once again. And um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I think that uh, it's a great start. There's still some work to do, but uh, there's definitely got a lot of potential compared to uh, other metaverses that I've seen. Awesome. I would like to comment a little bit on some of the uh, things that you mentioned. In regards to the graphics, the theme from when, from the time we released the testnet all the way up to today, they have performed different uh, improvements in regards to the graphics. I don't know if you had the opportunity to visit the Polkadot Pavilion for the Token 2049 event. Uh, no. Mobile, yeah, mobile access is already uh, supported. Uh, so you can just go to the metaverse or go to the URL of the, uh, uh, of the metaverse. We will share the link in the description. Uh, you can just access directly from your phone. Of course, it's still early stages, but yeah, from your mobile phone, you will be able to access and explore the world as well. So uh, in the mobile, the team disabled most of the heavy load features. So yeah, the idea is to give access to everybody who is interested in joining, exploring the metaverse and so on. Later on, when, once we implement the features that Kira was talking about in regards to onboarding uh, people that don't know how to create a wallet or are afraid of that, just within your phone, uh, you can just access any metaverse and not just explore the world, but do interactions in there, staking and participate in different campaigns just from your mobile phone. So we are getting there. We are getting there. So yeah, that's nice. that's exciting. I will share the link with you. So hopefully you can also explore and, and see uh, how 
or what is the difference between uh, back then when we released alpha testnet and all the way up till today as you said we are working really hard to do different improvements so we we know it's still a long way but we will continue developing and improving and finding ways that we can onboard as many people as possible uh, Gardi, uh, over to you i don't know if you have an additional question uh, well, I just want to say, for, first off, uh, Claudio, thanks for sharing your feedback because that's so important to us and that helps us just constantly improve. As Chris mentioned, the team have been so busy. I don't know if you've checked out our latest development update, but there are some exciting updates on there. It will also have our Metaverse News update coming out probably end of this week. So there is a lot to see and also just constant improvements. I think we've only released about 10% or 12% of the things we've been working on. So there is a lot to come. Um, but again, we love the feedback because they, often there are things that we, we might see a bit differently. So getting that 3D perspective in the metaverse <laughs> is always very helpful. But back to, my, back to my question is, earlier you mentioned that um, how you would get started in getting your community over to the metaverse is really just spreading the news on social media. But what advice would you give someone who is already quite active and they've got a large crypto community and they're looking to expand their crypto community and bring them into the metaverse space? What what kind of advice would you give them just apart from maybe just even um, sharing the information on um, their social media platforms? What else could they do to get their communities into the metaverse space? yeah uh i just don't see anything else apart from using the the typical social media platforms because it's it's very tricky i mean it's it's one of those things where how, how can you spread the word word of mouth i guess would be the other option but i mean if you're a content creator you don't really meet many of your followers face to face right so social media is pretty much the only way that you can spread the word and just uh, try to get people in and incentivize them in some way i think if they could incentivize their community to come I think there's going to be an even bigger drive than just saying, uh, here we go, I'm going to do, I'm going to hold this session in the metaverse, do you want to join? It would be really cool. It's uh, 3D, it's something different than you used to. That's that's okay, but it's not the cherry on the cake, if you know what I mean. So I think that they need to incentivize uh, the community in some way. And that could probably help. Jump in, I think that's key. I think it is, and it just really bolsters the idea of that value exchange, right? It's a, a lovely invitation to get people to jump on board. Awesome. And sorry, sorry to just jump in here to continue. So uh, I think that if you incentivize the community, there are going to be two types of people. There's going to be those that are going to be in it purely for the rewards, which is okay. You're going to get those kind of people anyway. And then there are going to be those who are going to be in it because they want to support. They're be, they'll be happy if they get a reward and they'll be like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And then you could also get those people who are in it for the rewards might change their mind and say, actually, this looks pretty cool. I'm going to join again. And so that's the benefit of doing that, I think. Thank you so much. I just have one question, a little bit off the cuff. I've just thought about it while you've been talking with us here uh, today, this evening. Um, I mean, that you started. You said that you started out in your crypto journey very early, and it was just more or less by a, a conversation that you had with a friend, and then something caught you, and here you are down the track, doing it all the time and fully immersed into the culture. So do you have any advice for anybody that is listening for if I'm stuck or I just am interested in it, how do I get started? How do I build my community? How do I get to where you have got right here today? So just any advice, any motivation not to give up or how, how did you keep going? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's actually really tricky because I was doing this while I still had a full-time job. So this was like kind of my part-time job. I was doing this on the side and I was growing this community from the ground up 
basically from zero and uh, uh, while I was working, so I was doing it in the evenings after I used to finish work and it uh, used to be tiresome because uh, you kind of lose that socialization as well. It's harder to keep uh, in touch with your friends. But if you've got a mission in mind and you've got a vision of, okay, I want to grow this community, I want to eventually go full time into this. And um, even though I love my job because I used to do coding, I used to be a developer. I still said, you know, I, I really like the community. I really like doing content and this is something I want to move forward to. If it ever fails if something ever goes wrong i know i can always go back to it development because the gates always open there there's always going to be job opportunities and so to me i mean this was my uh, my vision it was just focus on this keep growing it and eventually switch to full time and uh yeah i mean it's not easy i'm gonna say there are days when you just don't want to feel like doing any kind of video <laughs> you just want to don't want to do any kind of grinding especially in the bear market i mean i've been through this between 2018 and 2020 some parts of 2020 before the bull started and it's definitely the hardest because uh, a lot of the people that are in it are in it for the financial gain and uh, if there's a bear market and they're not making any money they just don't want to watch videos right and then you're seeing the low view count you're putting in the effort to deliver but they don't really care about the news they don't really care about the tutorials right and you kind of feel that you're like you're working but you're not seeing value from that work and so i knew that eventually when the next bull market is going to start i'm going to eventually see this turn around and so that's why i kept putting in the work uh, the other important thing is collaborations i think if you can collaborate with the right people i think you can really push yourself up i mean uh, of course you can grow on your own but uh, by collaborating that does actually help you can actually uh, grow your community that way because more people will hear about you it goes back to the marketing uh, point that i was discussing earlier where if you don't market your product nobody knows who you are so yeah collaborations for me were a big thing like uh, I, I used to know bitboy crypto who had the largest uh, youtube channel uh, in crypto before coin bureau and uh, i knew him when he had like 2000 subscribers and I actually brought him on my channel he was my second guest and we were discussing crypto. I only had like 100 subscribers back then. So I was a nobody and uh, he, he was quite small as well. Not, not many people knew about him, but he had links to the right people and he introduced me to others. And so we started collaborating and so and that's how uh, they gave me shout outs and stuff. And that helped me grow as well, even if we're in a bear market. So definitely it definitely helps to uh, communicate to people and to get to know the niche. Thank you for all the insights. Definitely as an ex-content creator myself, I definitely can relate to uh, all the grinding and all the low motivation days and all the things that you're like, oh man, uh, uh, is it worth continuing doing this? But yeah, definitely if you just go and continue working in that direction, eventually you will see the light uh, at the end of the day. Uh, what they say, if you practice, let's re remove this. <laughs> let's remove this. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love what I wanted to say. We feel like you both are very inspiring. <laughs> yeah. So, Don't you want to say like if you practice something like 100 times? Yeah, that's, that's, that's hours. what I wanted to say. Yeah, if you yeah. practice, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. You're pretty, so, right? We wish. Yeah, but... <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say you still need to edit your videos sometimes, even if you have a lot of practice. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Coin Bureau's uh, videos. He's got a side channel where he shows how he's recording and he makes a mistake during the while reading the script, and he goes, "Oh, for sake!" and he cancels it, and he shows how he's doing that over and over again. So it happens even to the ones with the most experience, for sure. It's it's very hard Definitely. to just have uh, to free talk without making a mistake, you know. And I yeah. think that's why yeah. a lot of people don't really do live streaming. Some people just prefer to do pre-recorded videos and just push them up. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I tried actually to do live streamings. I just did one and I was like, no, okay, this is uh, this is way under my quality standard. So I'm not going to do any live streaming. But yeah. Well, you've, okay. done, you've done one at the Polkadot Decoded in Berlin because I uh, oh, that was the oh, yeah, first time that I was doing one. live streams on my phone. And I was like, let's do this, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that one went really good. That one went really good. So thank you for that. Uh, you know what? Let's just keep everything. I mean, to keep everything like fluent and uh, flexible and uh, improvise as well, just to show the community that, yeah, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. It's really hard. You just keep working on that and keep delivering, keep focusing, doing the research, maybe have some uh, scripts so you can follow uh, that script uh, so you can deliver the content in an organized way to your community and the people that you want to uh, to bring uh, that knowledge, that uh, interactions, that uh, activities and so on. So yeah, uh, thank you, Claudio, so much for joining us. Uh, one last question I have for you is where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with YouTube first. Uh, so Cryptoschain with a K on uh, YouTube and the same on Twitter and on Telegram at Cryptoschain with a K on both Twitter and Telegram. Uh, so that's where you can find me. I'm also on Discord with Cryptoschain, but I'm not too active on there just sometimes. So Telegram and Twitter are the best place. And of course, YouTube, if you want to watch the videos. Thank you so much. And, we uh, will be adding. Oh, go ahead. No, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Uh, I've learned a few things about uh, what you had to share regarding the metaverse as well. So definitely have. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward to uh, maybe sometime soon uh, exploring and having this kind of interaction both inside the metaverse as well. So uh, thank you again for joining us on uh, this Bitcoin Rediscovery. Uh, don't forget to, uh, to all of our listeners, don't forget to like, share, subscribe uh, for weekly updates. If yeah if you have any questions or anything you know where to find us now you know where to find claudio so it was a pleasure until the next time bye bye take care bye bye